It's been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your hosts, Ray Austin and J.D. Harris, are getting the discussion together, so it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you, too, so get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now your hosts of the Man Cave, J.D. Harris and Ray Austin. Hey, we are back. It's been a long time. You know, we're gone, but you think we left you all, but we stay in your butt like cholesterol, according to Ice Cube. So we up in the house. Uh, it's me, and we got Reese on. What's up, Reese? Hey, what's going on, man? Long time, no hear, <laughs> no speak. Everybody's been busy, man. What's going on? Nothing much, man. It's summertime. You know me, uh, doing a lot of travels, camps, things like that, uh, public service uh, events and announcements, and, I, you know, you getting a home and all that stuff. So it is, it, we've been grinding. <laughs> yeah, it's been mad crazy, man. Uh, purchasing a home and a lot of uh, traveling and family get-togethers and, you know, on top of that work, which I'm grateful for, but, you know, well, uh, and on top of that, you know, dealing with three girls, so you know how it is. Well, that's the rest <laughs> of your life. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so, man, I think we're, you know, you said the word crazy. So I think it's probably appropriate to just jump right into, you know, what's going on. You know, there's just been a lot of turmoil. You're getting some feedback. Uh, there's a lot of turmoil. Yeah, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of turmoil going on uh, within the country and stuff like that. And, you know, so speaking of crazy, I just think probably it's appropriate time to kind of talk about some current events that's what's going on and things of that nature. And I mean, as it relates to sports, man, um, first you go with Colin Kaepernick. Um, there just seems to be such a divide between everyone with this. It, I mean, it's divides within the athletic community. There's divides within the like the black culture or black race uh, the white or the blacks the whites the military is split down the middle with a lot of people um so it, i felt like this was a good topic to just roll right in it's, you, the trigger word was crazy it just you know bring some perspective and some light to you know the situation um so, Reese, what are some of your thoughts as it relates to this whole situation with Kaepernick? Well, you know, I I have a ton of thoughts about it. Um, I, I well, think elaborate. That, <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> shall I? Uh, I? I think that what we have to realize is that in every generation, I mean, even century after century. The only time that change has happened or dialogue happens is when somebody does something controversial. Um, it's, it's one thing to, you know, be a part of a movement and, and march and, 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 you know, protest with picket, you know, on a picket line with signs or whatnot. But it's another thing when you uh, do something that really, uh, I guess, pricks the heart of America. 
And that's exactly what Kaepernick has done. And, you know, some people don't like to compare it to what Muhammad Ali did uh, with his uh, stance on Vietnam, uh, on Vietnam. But I believe it's extremely similar uh, just by the vitriol that has been created um, by those that uh, feel that he slighted the veterans or uh, is being unpatriotic and doesn't love America. And I, I completely dig- disagree with that for the f- simple fact that uh, our, our soldiers are fighting for the mere fact that, hey, this is a country that's based off of on uh, freedom and liberty and supposedly uh, justice for all, but namely, you know, just the ability to uh, speak our minds, the freedom yeah. of speech, uh, freedom of religion, and, you know, everything that goes along with that. So I find it absolutely hypocritical to say that, hey, you're, you're, you're sliding the troops and shut up and don't do that, sit down, blah, 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 when this nation is based on giving every citizen the opportunity to protest by any means that they see fit as long as you're not hurting anyone. So I just find it absolutely hysterical, some of the comments that I've seen in social media and even on local radio here in Nashville, uh, it's been uh, ridiculous. Yeah, I, I would say this. Uh, you know, we have the ide- ideology uh, of freedom. And, you know, and the whole thing with freedom and to be able to make those stands and, you know, for the, make, uh, to speak for those that are disfranchised and not protected, uh, this is why the very reason that vets have fought. So for Colin, uh, to me, is like, okay, even if they don't agree, this is why the vets have fought. So you can make, you know, so, I mean, that's the supposed reason why we're fighting for liberty and things of that nature. And so we can do the very thing he did. It, I could, it'd be different if he covered up the flag on his uh, uniform or, or, you know, uh defaced it in some kind of way uh he did no no such thing he chose to stand or sit and it's something about sitting in this country that causes change (laughs) uh going back to rosa parks i mean in a sense with muhammad ali sitting not going um it's like you know people want to dictate the method but no one wants to deal with the issue and just throughout the day uh in general, I've toiled with just the mere fact that, you know, we're such a hypersensitive society that we don't, we, we focus more on feelings than truth and then, and facts. Um, and, and I guess my final thought or not my final thought, but one of my thoughts with this thing is too, it's like, you know, first of all, you do, you can't dictate how someone stands up or stands for something that they believe in. Um, And also, it's like, you know, this has brought exposure even to the Star Spangled Banner. (laughs) You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, Exactly. And 
it's a narrative is a necessary narrative that we have to have. Uh, if I offended you, and you know, you and I have been friends forever, and if something I did offended you, you know, I can expect our relationship to move forward or to get better without having that dialogue or that narrative to say, hey, Jay, you did this, and this is how I felt. And some seems to think that conflict is all negative. More good comes out of conflict sometimes than bad because it's giving each party a, an opportunity to express themselves and to come to an understanding or to agree to disagree. Absolutely. I, I just want to piggyback on a word that you had used uh, a couple of times in the last minute, the word dictate. Okay. And this is exactly what many want to do with people that quote unquote, get out of pocket or get out of line or do something that they feel or, or the masses feel they shouldn't be doing. They want to dictate what you do and what you say. But many of these people are the same types of people that will talk about Cuba, Russia, you know, uh, Germany before the wall fell, about dictatorship and, 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 and socialism and communism and not being able to uh, have freedom. And yet the ox- oxymoronic part about it is you want to take away those same freedoms that, that is supposed to be a part of the fabric of America from an individual that is doing what the Constitution says that he can do. You know, so I, I just find it absolutely oxymoronic. What, what's an even bigger tragedy or travesty in this situation, or just in general, as I, you know, they look and they show some things of Congress when they have a a Senate meeting where they had sworn in officials that this is their job working with the country where more or less more patriotism should be displayed, and they're sitting down to the national anthem. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that meme. I've I've seen that. And and I'm like, I'm perplexed. But again, and, and, and the the dialogue that has been going on with the different pundits and uh, athletes and everyone is like, okay, what is <laughs> it, it, like, you know, should, should he have to say this, you know, like what, why does he, why can't he make this stand? Why, what has he done? Why doesn't he have this right? You know, on the other side of it too, it, it, it's like, you know, yeah, it's just people seem to want, you know, we say we have rights, but do we really have rights? Uh, and you know, there's uh, like the dialogue we had a couple of weeks ago, you own a home, but do you really own your home? <laughs> right. And, and so the more you own, the, re- the more you realize you don't own. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of truth in that. But, I, I, you know, I was talking to my wife uh, last night about this. And, you know, I was just saying that I, I really feel, you know, not to get too super spiritual, but I, I believe that, you know, 
this is God, you know, God's way of holding a mirror up into the face of America and, you know, exposing itself, you know, exposing her to itself, you know, or itself to her. Um, you say you're, you're about this. You say you're exporting this. You say you're, you're this. But yet, there's a bunch of stuff that has been swept under the rug over the last, I mean, over decades and centuries that you have never really addressed and dealt with head on. And I, I believe that, you know, this may be a, a God-appointed time to really start tackling some of these issues. And I'm going to tell you right now, you know, me as, as, as a black man in America, you know, I, I was kind of thrown back that for all of my 30, well, I'm 40, 40 now, <laughs> 40 years on this earth, I have not, I, I haven't ever heard the entire Star Spangled Banner until the last 72 hours or so. And, yeah, and so we're going to hold that thought and uh, come back to it. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, so hold that thought. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So before we're going into break, uh, Maurice brought up a, 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 a part that, like, he's never heard the full Star Spangled Banner, and nor have I. And we think about American culture, especially sports, sports culture, and a lot has been celebrated by Whitney Houston singing the national anthem to Beyonce and all these different people throughout the years. And it's been, especially Super Bowl, uh, it's been one of the premier things that kind of in sporting events. And so 
for this situation to kind of shed light on it, I'm going to let you elaborate. I'll follow in after you, Reese, about uh, about your thoughts and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, like I was saying, I mean, I didn't, <clears throat> I hadn't heard the entire uh, song or the, the Star Spangled Banner uh, until the last few days. And to find out now, after all my years in school, you know, that the, the, the writer, you know, was basically talking about or, or sharing his vitriol in, in regards to slaves abandoning their masters and joining the British troops to fight in the Revolutionary War um, or, or, you know, fight against America. And, and him basically saying that, you know, in, in more words than one, I, I hope you guys die and, 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 and die gruesome death. It's absolutely amazing to, to think that after all of these years, we have sang this song at athletic events, whether it be junior high, high school, college, pro, on all levels, and, you know, had some of our more prominent entertainers Totally blowing the song out of the water, you know, the one that comes to my Even mind. Even like my sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, exactly, Sonya, you know, before our games, you know, she used to tear that song up, you know, but it, it was, it was so, it was a, it was a, um, it was mind boggling to, to finally learn what the, true meaning or the true sentiment of Francis, uh, is it Francis Scott, uh, he had, you know, and, and, and the anger and the, the vitriol in, in his tone, especially in that third stanza. But, uh, you know, I, I believe that it, you know, this is all happening for a reason, like I said before, you know, with this, all of this is happening so that we can finally sit down and have a legitimate con uh, uh, conversation about race relations. You know, yeah. point blank. Now, now, what I find interesting is, like, you had uh, Jerry Rice and maybe even, like, a Jim Brown kind of chime in and say they wouldn't have done that. And I understood when Jim Brown was saying it, he was saying, you know, basically, you doing it in that situation – Wait, got a lot of feedback recently. Uh, Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Yeah, so we were saying before the technical difficulty, uh, uh, what I was saying was, you know, you had the likes of Jim Brown and uh, Jerry Rice that, you know, and Jim Brown's stance was and Stephen A. Smith. Uh, Jim Brown was basically saying that, hey, you know what? I don't know if that was the best venue to do it at or during that time because he felt like it would take away from what he's really trying to address. Um, and Jerry Rice says, was on a totally total different deal and Stephen A. Smith kind of uh, chimed mimicked uh, that of Jim Brown where my stance with it is we're talking about it aren't we so I feel like obviously that it was effective um, and you know I think that but just how we're divided within I mean everyone's divided but I it's definitely something Colin Kaepernick has def I wish and I say this I wish he would have done it three years ago um right now he's an athlete that's almost out the door you know what I mean so it it, it, it would be great if it was someone like Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton uh <laughs> you know someone of that nature who is more or less at the peak or prime of their career. I think it would hold more to the mainstream than Colin. Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, guys do throughout, you know, the star, the star athletes throughout, you know, all of the sports do uh, after this because, you know, with uh, Melo, CP3, Wade, and LeBron, you know, doing their thing at the ESPYs, you know, voicing their concern, uh, you know, on a plethora of issues, not just, you know, police brutality, but, you know, also black-on-black crime. Um, Is this going to push them to raise the bar or even do something uh, as drastic or as... uh, uh, earthquake, you know, earthquaking as as what Colin did with more cachet, you know, behind it because yeah. they're superstars in their in their respective sports. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next uh, few few weeks to months. Now I'm not gonna lie, the one linebacker from Philadelphia that said, "Oh, he was gonna stand and felt the pressure," is like, well, you know, what I meant was. <laughs> 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 he reneged so fast 
Look, look, it got it like, uh, yeah, I'm not really, really waiting to take that, really willing to take that heat. Uh, but thank God Colin got some of his money already. Uh, yeah, he, he has his money, so he's not, he's not too worried about it. Yeah, you know, he's sitting fat for the rest of his life. But, you know, <laughs> it, it goes, you know, to show he has just now become probably the most hated person in sports, which is sad because what has he really done compared to a lot of things other people have done from rape to murder to cheating to all these other things. He has now became public sports, public figure enemy. Number one. And you know, it's so crazy that you mentioned that because, you know, I'm thinking to myself, where was all this vitriol or this hatred and anger when the young dude at Stanford raped the woman and got caught and basically walked because the, the judge was a Stanford alum. And then I think last week there was a case in New York or New Jersey where another uh, athlete, student athlete, I believe, raped a girl and, and got off with probation. So, I mean, you, you know, you, you, you look at instances like this and you think to yourself, okay, what if the situation was another, you know, uh, if that individual was black or if that individual was Latino or if that individual didn't have uh, friends or family sitting on, you know, sitting in the court as a judge with the same thing, been a, the same outcome been, a, been afforded to them. You know, so it's just crazy, and, and it adds more fuel to the reason why we need to, as a nation, really talk about this and address some of these uh, differences and the dichotomy in the way which, uh, you know, blacks and whites are treated. You know, we, we, we look at the judicial system. We look at, you know, how much uh, the whole, the whole uh, difference between, you know, being busted with crack cocaine and, co- you know, and, 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 and uh, cocaine. You know, and, and a difference in terms of you know time served. So I mean, uh, and we and we have that, and as it relates in sports, still uh, how a player is evaluated and how if they do the same things, how it's viewed. On the flip side, and this is for the ones that w- want to say about the re- reverse racism, but who creates it? But it's funny in NFL front offices that are predominantly ran by our white peers, if you're a white running back, you are frowned upon. But it's not black people who are making a judgment. <laughs> it's You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so, because I had a situation or a couple, and it's funny, the only college that, or in Division One that really continually plays white running backs is ran by a black coach, and that's Stanford. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And and so, and it was funny, even this past year, uh, even when I had my team, you know, I had a white running back that, to me, was better than everyone else. And I was able to get him because another team saw him that he was on and felt like, oh, he's not going to be that good because he's a white running back. He played for me in the first game. He busted out 150 yards, and everybody was like, oh, he is a good running back. 
And so, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, funny. It, it definitely it definitely goes both ways, you know, depending on the situation. But but what I'm saying is, <clears throat> who started both of them? It wasn't. I mean, who are the powers that be that makes that determination? Like as it relates, as I'm saying, relates to sports. It wasn't black GMs that were saying, you know, we're not going to get uh, a white running back. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's the sa- the very it's the same mentality that's when they're looking at you know black quarterbacks, and then if you run more than you throw, so you know when you have a Ben Roethlisberger that can run, or I mean he's an I wouldn't say run, but he's elusive, then that's praise. But if you do it too much, it's a problem. So yeah. we, we have a lot to go on, or like a Tim Tebow, who was a runner and probably a running back, and you know, and he had a little success with it, and they're like, he probably, which we're going into, uh, is the second most hated guy in sports. <laughs> what did you think about him and his baseball tryout and be and all that? What's your thoughts? Well, you know what? <clears throat> Again, he has the right to do whatever he wants to do. Uh, I think he he told uh, some the uh, question was asked to him. You know, with the amount of injuries that are happening, would you? look to uh, get back into the NFL, and of course he did the politically correct thing and say, no, you know, he's, that chapter is closed and he's pursuing baseball. But I find it hard to believe that if somebody called him to come in, uh, that he wouldn't, he wouldn't uh, respond and, and do so, you know, or at, at least be intrigued by it. But... Um, yeah, you know, I, I heard the reports. Apparently, twenty-seven out of the what thirty gyms uh, made it out there to uh, check them out. And you know, from what I heard this morning, it wasn't you know anything that set off a bunch of light bulbs and people said. But uh, apparently, uh, some think that you know some major league team will give him a shot. So. You know, I, I hope that he you know plays kind of like George. You know, when he. Yep. Uh, took that took that year and a half off and wanted to play baseball was something that he loved to do when he was a kid and, and because uh, he spent so much time playing basketball he, he you know it was a perfect time for him to pursue that dream of playing baseball so uh, I, I, more power to him I, I have nothing against him. so but my thing too going with him what has he done wrong that people don't like him. He's an outspoken Christian. That, that's basically it. That, that, that's basically it. Because the last time, from from what I could recollect, you know, I recall him, you know, throwing a nice little TD pass in that playoff game against uh, Pittsburgh. And then after that, you know, he, he was basically dropped like a bad habit. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that he can, he can throw the ball or play the position, you know, the way that some would want him to play. But, I mean, dude is a winner. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think, you know, when he went to the New York Jets, that was basically a circus, and he never really got a shot. 
And then, of course, when he uh, went to uh, camp with New England, you know, he didn't get a shot. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, frustrated for him because I, I feel like, you know, he had some success, at, which is undeniable, but, you know, it's just the way, to, way of the world. I mean, they yeah. want what they want. Well, it was, I find interesting being here in Arizona. Uh, two years ago, we had a quarterback, a person that said was a quarterback by the name of Ryan Lindley. Ryan Lindley couldn't complete the ball to the field, to, to the football field, if that was his target. I mean, he <laughs> was horrible. I mean, they signed him off the streets. He, at that time, had been in the league four years. Um, and I'm like, really? And I've seen as a kid in Miami that was here in Arizona that, oh man, I I can't think of his name. And he was a second round pick and horrible. He, he, like we got rid of him. He couldn't, uh, Logan Thomas, Logan Thomas, just, yeah, just not a good athlete. I mean, he could run fast, but he ran with a funny kick and, I mean, at least Tebow could run the ball and get you out of game. And, you know, you could use him as, you know, you could have used him as a scout guy. But I've seen worse in a league than him. <laughs> you know, uh, and he's liked for being nice. He's liked for being kind. He's liked for being reliable. I mean, he's disliked for all these things. They still can't say, no one can say what Tebow's done. And, you know, with Colin Kaepernick, now you say, okay, he didn't stand. All right. And most people wouldn't even know until he said something in an interview later. No one ever even noticed or said anything. Yep. And so it's pretty interesting. And a person that for some people wouldn't understand, have, have you been following the charter situation uh, with Joey Bosa when they signed him? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean it, the Chargers or that situation made people like Archie Manning and all of them seem like they were right. Do, Absolutely. You, Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've, I've listened to the discourse from afar, you know, and apparently – you know, Tomlinson feels the same way. A couple of other ex-chargers feel the same way about the organization that, you know, they just don't do right by their players. They, they're they rigid in what they believe, and and, and it's like it's, it's their way or, or no way at all. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Bosa was able to get something done and have everything guaranteed, but at the same time, it speaks volumes to what's going on in San Diego. And also, you know, San Diego has been terrible the last few years. Yeah. So I, I believe that speaks volumes. Well, and I'll say this. I feel like that on the flip side of it, there's been a his, there's been a history of guys who have held out, especially rookies, that have typically got injured during their rookies, rookie season and sometimes never been the same. Most holdouts, especially rookies, do not it does not benefit them their rookie year. 
So this this will be interesting to see what happens. I, I'm talking about that that number is high, high of how many that have been injured during the course of their regular season in, in uh, pro football or didn't finish their season that had holdouts. And we shall see. I mean, I know he has a lot of catching up to do, but you know, I'm, I'm just glad he was able to get something done. And, and San Diego, I don't know. Like you said, uh, you know, it, it proves Archie Man- Manning to be a genius. You know, and my, that my, have- my thing is, what I take issue is, when you're playing in the NFL, Basically, you are all W nine uh, type employees. You're independent contractors. I cannot fault you, even though I may have signed and agreed to this. I can't fault you in a sport like football for trying to get your money. I was really disappointed to hear, you know, even fellow Chargers speak up against him for holding out for his money. Yeah, that's crazy. But a lot of that is jealousy because, you know, everybody ain't making that type of money, you know, uh, number one. So uh, a lot of that is just jealousy. Yeah, I, I just thought it was like, you know, don't don't worry about what I'm getting paid. You got your money. I may not get mine. I may not get a second contract. You know, when you sign... They didn't have a rookie ceiling <laughs> like they do now. Right. It's like, and you know, you guys got this horrible CBA <laughs> or agreement, or con- you guys agreed to this horrible CBA. Where myself, as a player, as a future player, I'm in this thing probably for most of my career. <laughs> so, yep. basically, you know, shut your pie hole. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So keep it on with the uh, NFL, man. Um, I'm going to go to my boy Zeke. I. (laughs) So it's like freedom and or the right, dead right and right, you know, right. It's like, I'm not going to lie. And you know this. I've never messed with the wacky tobacco. Never smoked it. Never had it. It actually gets me nauseous. But curiosity probably would make me want to see what a dispensary looks like. I don't have a problem with them doing it or going in. Was it the best thing? Probably not. But for him to have to apologize, man, I take issue with that. Yeah, you know, again, it's just kind of, you know, loosely ties into the Colin Kaepernick situation, you know, where this is, this is this is totally legal in the state of Washington. He just went in. He probably wanted to see what it was like. I'm not. I'm not here to say that he's a former smoker or smokes or doesn't smoke, but. You know, it's legal. Now, let me preface this by saying that as a rookie, you know, and and all rookies go through the symposium about, you know, watching where you go, who you're with, and things of that nature. 
you you kind of you know not saying that he has apologized, but as a rookie, you know, or a star athlete in general, you got to understand that you know cameras are going to be on you at all times, and it doesn't matter if it's you know you're not doing anything wrong or not. Just well, he was aware of the camera, but my thing is, if it was Rob Gronkowski, everybody would be laughing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, at the same time, we know who Rob Gronkowski is. Uh, <clears throat> you know, we we know him. We know what type of character he is. You know, he he's a goofy guy on on, on camera. You know, he's a happy go lucky type of guy. So. Of course, you know, he's built that image for himself, but for somebody that's fresh into the league, you know, the last thing you want to do is have people question, okay, you know, is he on the dope? You know, is he, is he a dope head? You know, what is he doing, you know, after practice? You know, should we drug test him? This, that, and the other, you know? So I, I just think <clears throat> I just think that uh, you just got to be very careful because it, it's all about imagery, regardless. You know, except for, you, except, for, except for you could have Budweiser and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, is <laughs> you know there there is a level of hypocrisy there. And talk about it <laughs> and, and, and wait till everyone where it's legalized in more states, then guess what? They'll be having a, uh, they'll be having marijuana sponsors during the Super Bowl in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop, Dog, Snoop will be the spokesperson in the commercial wearing Man, be crazy. a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey and everybody be laughing. That'll be nuts. <laughs> Just watch, just watch. I give it 10 years. And uh, that's where we'll go with this. And it'll be just like alcohol. You know, it'll be like, okay, we'll serve beer. You know, they're not going to sell cigarettes at a game. But you know what? You go to your own area and whatnot. And, you know, here you go. Flaming Hots by Carolina Panthers. (laughs) (laughs) Or Mile High. The Mile High Doobie. You know, so but brings, uh, it brings more meaning to it. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but we're gonna go to break, and we'll have some more talk about football and college football. We'll be back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With two point eight seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we. We cover everything. everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So, going into this part of the section, is a lot going on as we're about to embark on to uh, this year's uh, NFL season. Man, what a bad deal for Minnesota Vikings with Teddy Bridgewater. Reese, I don't think that they can rely on the running game that, like everyone thinks they're going to be able to. You have a 30-plus-old running back that, you know, every few years gets an injury, even though he's superhuman, and Adrian Peterson. Who do you think they should go after? Well, you know, my the first name that came to mind was Mike Vick, but you know, I don't, I don't know if he'd be able to fit into that situation. And and uh, again, maybe, maybe as a backup, uh, they're pretty much gonna, set, you know, they're set on going with uh, Hill as a, as a starter. But uh, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I've heard Rex Grossman's name. Oh, out there. It, it, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> man, come on now. I, uh, that's what I've heard. You know, uh, you know, heard. I've heard it too, but you have Grossman that has small hands. Then, even though they're in a new stadium, but you play a game at Green Bay, you play a game at Chicago, which he's shown that maybe this would be the most touchdown completions he's had in Chicago is to Chicago Bears. Uh, you, I don't think that he enhances that team. Uh, Michael Vick, you know, the Michael Vick of old, yeah, but you're talking about 35-year-old, 35-year-old quarterback or so that, yeah, is still athletic, but does he really give you the, give you the edge? I would look at, you know, like a Josh McCown or something, someone like that, or even shoot one of the five quarterbacks on the Jets rosters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Jets have five quarterbacks on their roster. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of quarterbacks. I, I think that uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen to Geno Smith. You know, they may go ahead and, and hold on to him. Because he's young, and I think that he has more of an upside than who is it McElroy, I believe, is uh, with the Jets still. Well, um, and, and then they have Bryce Petty that they drafted last year. Bryce Petty, yep. So, so you know what I, I what I think the Jets are doing 
they know that the quarterback pool is so horrible that they've kind of monopolized to build future picks. I don't think they're going to cut any of them. I think they're going to have them there and say, hey, what are you willing to give me? (laughs) No, seriously. It's like they're going to keep them because, all right, you know, Tom Brady or New England has their quarterbacks, two of them. But if Garoppolo goes down, who are they going to get Matt Castle back? Okay, so that doesn't really get them. The Jets are very, I mean, uh, the Bills are very close to cutting, you know, Emmanuel already. Think about this. All these names I've been saying at quarterback, most of them have been in the league two or three years or first and second round picks. Is that not crazy? That's true. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And, you know, uh, what, what's, what's interesting is there's been no mention of Johnny Manziel. Now, I don't know the situation, his situation with the league, if he's suspended. I, I, I can't remember if he ever got suspended. But, you know, his name hasn't been mentioned at all. You know, and, and, and nor should it. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I, I'm not even saying I disagree with you. I'm like I'm thinking like I'm looking at you have even like the guys like Mac Barkley and stuff, you know, like Mark Sanchez. When this guy goes from being a starter, they could get him back. He'd be happy to come back for for a little nothing. But <laughs> Or not come back. He didn't go to Minnesota. But right now, the Jets are probably sitting pretty in terms of depth with quarterbacks. Compared, I mean, no, even though no one's really great, but they had depth. I mean, I'm starting to think here in Arizona, we need uh, – I'm, I'm a little shaky about what I've seen in practices in preseason this year. Yeah, I don't, you know, Carson is what, 37, 38? He's getting up there too, right? Yeah, but I will say this. Carson wasn't the same after that Green Bay game, the first Green Bay game. He, you, you know, well, I'll say the second one. After that game, he, I saw him, and he didn't seem like, the same guy, the same jovial, confident guy. And it kind of showed, like, okay, the high-pressure games, even though he made a spectacular scramble, like his only really good throw that game that was, wasn't was inerrant uh, to Larry across the field, which you're told not to do, but he was wide open, and Larry t- got up on a horse and took it 75 yards. Man. I'm, like, really concerned. But then you have Dallas with a Dak Prescott, which I said during the draft and posted it up. I was like, I felt like Dallas had to steal, had the draft of the the year. Yeah, when you you look at it from the standpoint of them, you know, selecting both Elliott and, you know, getting Dak uh, later in the draft, me personally, you know, being down here, I, I get to see quite a bit of SEC football. And, and even though, you know, Dak had a very impressive collegiate career, 
I, I wondered how his game would translate into the league. And, you know, so far, so good. You know, I, I don't want to get too excited about him, you know, doing what he's done and having the success that he's had against, you know, preseason defenses. But um, from what I see, he's well ahead of, you know, any other rookie that has, you know, played in the preseason. and He, he looks pretty good. He's not making the mistakes. He's, he's, he's uh, being accurate. He's being judicious with his uh, decision-making. And uh, he's he's that extra threat to run, especially when it gets into the red zone. So, uh, but here here's it. another thing you you forget. He has Des Bryant, Jason Witten, and you have about three or four running backs with the number one offensive line in the NFL. Exactly. The, well, the latter of what you said is the key. Probably, you know, arguably the best offensive line in the league. So. Yeah, so all he has to do is not trick off. Like, that's the difference with Tony Romo. Tony Romo, you know, starts scrambling and stuff and gets a little erratic, and that's what, hope, you know, gets a little shaken or has everybody else shaken. When this kid moves, it's like, first of all, he's a Dante Culpepper coming at you, but he can fling that thing out. Yeah, yeah. I think that he he fell in to the perfect place, like Tom Brady. I think had Tom Brady went to same guy, had he came out when he did and got drafted by Chicago, we would never even be talking about him right now. Nope. <laughs> A career squandered. Yep. Football players go to Chicago to die these days. I mean, had he went, look, had he went to Miami, same thing. I mean, there's a lot of places had he gone. Uh, so it's about being at the right place at the right time. And so, Reese, I mean, right now, you at the right place at the right time, and our listeners are, man. So, hey, we're going to have to, uh, you know, real fast. There's some good games going on in NCAA, uh, the NCAA this week, the kickoff. Who you got the Notre Dame Texas game? Uh, Notre Dame. Uh, even though I'm, I'm looking for Charlie Strong to, you know, do a lot better with that program. This All right, year. real, real fast. Al- Alabama USC. Ooh, is, is that's played in Texas. I think it's uh, Alabama. Okay. I want USC to win. I want Notre Dame to win, but. No, neither, either way, I know one thing, Reese, we all winners and our listeners are winners. So, hey, man, thanks for coming on. We got to get this stuff going because it is football season. Uh, so entertainment has restarted uh, for the year. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, hey, thank you all for listening and we out of here. All right, we're just about out of here, but make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of The Man Cave with J.D. Harris and Ray Austin on the Voice America Sports Channel. See you soon.